FM.com, KTYM Radio. We'll be going to a host of other radio stations across the country here shortly. Um, you can reach us at uh, wardint at hotmail.com. Uh, you can call me at 424-261-3208. Um, um, and um, we want to talk about today, we, 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 there's no way for us to get away from the social justice I- issue that's here before us. And I'd be remiss if I tried to handle everything by reading you some scriptures and making no commentary based on what's going on right now. Okay. One, the coronavirus is running rampage. Okay. Because people do not use wisdom. And before you can use wisdom, you have to have faith in God. You have to have faith in God. Wisdom is, either the natural assimilation of wise information or the spiritual assimilation of spiritual information. And spiritual information comes from the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. Okay? Now, we just had all the, and I said, if people that have followed what I'm saying, and I hope there's a lot of people following you know, unfortunately, most times apostles and prophets did not have a lot of people who followed them because there weren't a lot of people that wanted to be in the bosom of the Lord, who wanted to operate in complete wisdom, complete health and complete prosperity. Uh, all the time when you read Acts, Acts 1 through 5 in the book, the Bible says, and I think it's Acts chapter 4, that not after all those miracles, all those people were getting saved. And then the Bible said that there is not many that gathered unto the apostles. Why? You know, being saved, uh, and what is being saved? Believing in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and then confessing with your mouth that belief, and then asking him to come into your heart as an act of faith, and then confessing your faith before Lord and before the universe— it's what causes you to be saved. At that point, there's a transformation spiritually. You go from a spiritually dead person to a spiritually live person, a person who has the ability to receive all that God is, all that he has, and all that he can do. So let's make a distinction here. You know, you have saved people. We go back to George Floyd, and I want to talk about another young man, Robbie Tolan, um, um, and I may or may not get to that because I want to get to the scripture. The Bible tells us it's impossible to please God. Hebrews eleven six. Okay. And we may go and read that without faith. We have to have faith and faith comes as a result of the application of godly wisdom. You can't here in California, here in Florida. Okay. Two of the number one and number two states where Corvette, is running amok 
and it has jumped over the the it was all those who are older, 65 and older, and who have on medication, have heart, diabetes, or lung issues. That's who was attacking. And I was sharing this with my beautiful wife. Uh, she is also my co-host today. That you cannot continually go into the presence of somebody or some place where that disease, where that virus, no, just knowing what we know about it now, continually over and over and think that your immune system is going to nullify the effects of that virus taking control of your system every time. You cannot go to a party where it's closed up in a house and you have, they, they, I was looking at CNN today. They had a, a party up in, uh, 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 southeastern, um, south, northwestern, northeastern New York, where over a hundred people went to a party. They invited ten, and over a hundred came. They had over ten people. Ten percent of those people came up with COVID HD from that party, and then when the health, uh, the the attorney general and the he's a mayor of that city or uh, the chief prosecutor for the city. They wanted to do tracking by phones, who was there and all that. And the people were refusing to, to cooperate. That's not wisdom and that's not faith. They was trying to cut this thing down so that the outbreak wouldn't continue to go. Why? It, New York was one of the hardest places hit because it's so condensed. So the people that they knew had it, that tested positive after this party, they went to them. And the people told the man, we ain't talking about it. We're not going to do it. He imposed a $2,000 a day fine for the next day and every day until those people came forward and told who was at the party and who they came in contact with. Why is that necessary? That's not faith. That's not wisdom. That's not salvation. That is straight stupidity going somewhere to happen. Somebody said, well, you watch too much TV. You, If you turn on... Uh, any channel, they're talking about Corvette and the spikes right now. This sinful people who refuse to obey the laws of the land, okay, are going to cause this whole thing to turn around. The thing could have been quelled. Here in California, the governor closed the beaches down for a month. The people, and you know what I did? I went to the beach one time in my van, closed up in my van. I did not get out of my van. I did not get on the walkway. I did not go down to the beach. And these people was flocking in groups of 10 and 12 together, making bonfires and all that. And you want to know why? Corvette is running amok in, in California because you're breaking the law. You're breaking natural wisdom laws and you're breaking spiritual wisdom laws and you're breaking the natural law of the land. The man said, don't go. They turned around and sued the governor, Governor Newsom, through the ACLU to get the beaches open back up so they could congregate and spread this disease some more. Duh. Is anybody listening to me? And so going back to this whole social justice uh, uh, thing, you cannot legislate sin. Okay. If. You know, going back to the corporate example, I'm, I'm, I'm going back and forth between the natural and the spiritual because you need to see the correlation. If I am a God-fearing, Bible-reading Christian, I cannot go to a strip club seven days a week and think at some point 
as I keep going that I'm not going to get a lap dance. That one of them pretty girls ain't going to come up there and say, let me, let me take you in the back room and work with you. It's only $50, sir. You can't go there every day. You cannot go into the presence of Corvette, this pandemonium uh, virus, every day, not wearing a mask, not taking natural wisdom into existence, okay, and then think at some point that you're not going to come down with it. It's too infectious, and it was designed to invade human bodies and cause breathing problems. It's a designed viral attack. That's what people don't understand. Okay. So you can't do that. Just like in the natural, from a spiritual standpoint, you cannot go and hang out with people who are sinning on a regular basis. You can't go to a drug dealer's house and sit there and watch them smoke, smoke crack and snort cocaine and smoke weed every day. You stand over there three and four hours at a time and think at some point you're not going to smoke weed, do crack or snort cocaine. Or methamphetamines. Okay? All these amphetamines and painkillers, morphine, all this stuff, killing people at the spin. You can't take that stuff every day. But what happens is you get exposed to it, just like you get exposed to COVID. And at some point, your moral and physical will and resistance to sin and sickness is part of the sin syndrome. The Bible said the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Okay, so you can't do it. And now Corvid has jumped under 40. I listened today and it was astounding. It just blew me away out of my heart. And I'm, I'm, my heart is crying out with the love of God because I want to see Christians be victorious. Not only Christians, all men, not only black lives matter, all lives matter. Okay. To God. So that's the Christian perspective. Am I an African-American black man? Yes, I am. Have I been profiled? Recently, I've been profiled. Stop. They gave me a ticket for I wasn't even speeding. He profiled me. Going to tell me that. And I asked him, I said, and I saw about 10 cops on this one street. Nothing but blacks and Hispanics here in the area where they're at. So that means they had to marshal enough policemen to stop 40 cars an hour. Okay. To give tickets. And they was writing tickets. They wasn't no warning tickets, wasn't none of that. Because I asked the man, I told the man, I said, I'm a gospel preacher, man. Listen, I work with the gangs in the street and all that. Can you can you just give me a pass this one time? He said, no, I have to write you a ticket. I said, why? He said, somebody in San Pedro got hit by a speeding car. And they were killed. I said, in San Pedro, San Pedro is 40 miles from here, man. Why aren't you in the area? And, you know, if you know San Pedro, you know the ethnics that's, that's, that's involved in that. Okay. It's not predominantly run by African, uh, lived in by African Americans and Hispanics on Vermont Boulevard that runs all the way to the, to, to the water. Okay. And I asked him, I said, well, why aren't you down there? Gave me a ticket. Okay. That's okay. I've been stopped for no reason. Had my car searched. It's about profiling. Black lives matter. All lives matter. But more than that, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is going to bring justice to this earth and to this country. I proclaim it as a as a prophet and a priest and a king that this must come to a stop. We America must be shaken at its roots. To treat all people equal, we hold these rights to be self-evident that all men are created equal. 
Not some treated equal. Treat me the same as you would treat Donald Trump if you stopped him. If you going and I said that to the police officer, I said, "Listen, have you guys ever have you ever stopped one person in the last week when you were since y'all been giving out these tickets and let them go?" He told me, "Yes." I said, "Well, I'm claiming the same favor that you gave him right now," and I was praying the whole way. Now we're gonna go to Matthew chapter 19. I made my point. All there's no justice for any if there's no justice for one or a singular group. That's what we got to get to. We have to get to the place where we understand there's no justice for any if there's no justice for one. If you single me out, okay, and you 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 single me out for one reason or another unfairly and allow me to have less liberty or less justice than somebody else, nobody's going to get justice. And I think the millennials have come to that conclusion. And, and, and it's not only here, it's all over the world. Right now in Hong Kong, they, they have the people want to break free from China. And, you know, they, they're afraid for their lives if they do it. Why? They just want to be free from oppression. And people all over the world are fighting that same fight. And we thank God for his sovereign will and justice to be made manifest from our president, Donald Trump, all the way down to the homeless people who lay on the street every day. Let everybody have an equal chance to prosper, to be in health, and to have pursuit and liberty of life. Now, we're going to go in uh, Matthew chapter 19, verse 16. And my beautiful assistant and co-host is here today, Blanche V. Ward. Introduce yourself, ma'am. Hello. How are you guys today? We are in Matthew chapter 19, verse 16. And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good things shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. Stop right there. If thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. Now, let me draw this because this we, we, we're dealing with faith for all that God is, all that he has, and all that he can do. I'm talking about social justice because it needs to be talked about. I'm using this platform for it. You know, the NBA talking about not going back. You have a greater platform. I'm a retired NFL player, and I'm the president of the National Football League Players Association here in the Los Angeles area. What good things must I do? The Lord told me don't be in the streets demonstrating. It's not wisdom. That's what he said to me. He said, use your platform as a preacher. And most of the, the truly prominent gospel preachers that have the national stage are not saying anything. These preachers of these big mega churches, okay, besides a handful of prophets, are not saying anything about it. They're quiet. What good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? He, this man is talking about, he's talking about, I have to appear before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Revelation tells us they're going to open a book and all the good things and all the things that you did where you comply with the commandments of the Lord are there and you will enter into eternal life. And if you don't, you won't. Keep reading. Verse, Verse 17. Verse 17. And he said unto him, why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. Verse 18. He saith unto him, which Jesus said, thou shalt do no murder. 
Murdering people. Hello. Go ahead. Thou shall not commit adultery. Hello. Thou shall not steal. Oh, my God. Thou shall not bear false witness. Liars. Oh, ho, ho. every time you see a commercial, many of them lying to you about the products and stuff. Go ahead. Honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Uh, now, that could disqualify a lot of people. And I, and, and I love my neighbor like myself, and that's why I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you that we got to get this thing straight spiritually and that you cannot legislate social injustice, okay? You cannot take it to a court where the people who are in the jury, the, the policemen, the, the judges do not believe God and have faith in God and expect to get justice out of a man who doesn't even know the author of justice, who is Jesus Christ and his father, our father, Jehovah God. They don't know what justice is. They know what the law says, and most of the laws have skewed, and then you put it it's supposed to be before a jury of their, their peers, and they don't know God, and they don't know justice, and they have no, they have no, they don't read their Bibles, they don't talk to God, they have no faith in God. How are we supposed to get justice out of that? It's not going to happen. Keep reading. Verse 19, honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The young man saith unto him, all these things I have kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? What, I tell you what, that is a great attitude because he said, listen, I have done good. All those things that you mentioned, I've done, but what am I lacking? And that's what we all need to do. Every human being especially in reference that's what every police officer needs to 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 ask themselves as a police officer who carries a badge and a gun as a judge as a politician what lack I yet lord cuz he's talking to Jesus now he's talking to he's talking to God what lack I now he said in verse 20 the young man said unto him all these things have I kept from my youth what lack I yet? Read verse 21 for me, babe. Jesus said unto him, if thou will be perfect. If you, if you want to be really right, if you want to do what's right, and this word perfect is not necessarily in the context of right or wrong. It's, it's, in, the, it's in the context of being grown up, being perfected to the place where you are mature. Where your emotions, based on a situation, place, personal thing, is not going to take you over. And where you're not going to be overtaken in your emotions and how you think and how you treat people, causing you to come out of the love of God. Keep going. Jesus said unto him, if thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come and follow me. That's the real issue. Now, Jesus, Jesus got on this, this man, he had a money issue. Okay. He was not broke. And when Jesus said, listen, I need a total sacrifice. Now I'm an apostle called to work with young millennial preachers and older preachers who really want what lack I yet. What is it apostle that I need to do to keep moving forward and keep walking by faith to keep being pleasing to God. I'm called to call over 1,000 millennial preachers. I'm making a clarion call to you. If you're there and you even thought about being a preacher, God is calling you into ministry to this day. Whew, I feel the anointing on that. I'll loose you from this world system in the name of Jesus. 
I said, be free to serve the Lord Jesus Christ and him magnified. What lack I yet? Go ahead and read. Verse 22. But when the young man heard that, he, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. He had great possessions. He let the, this world crowd out his thinking. He asked for eternal life, yet he let non-eternal things. Because when you leave here, you ain't taking none of this money with you. You can be Jeff Bezos. You can be whoever you want to be. You can be Bill Gates. But when you die, you ain't taking none of that money with you. He asked for eternal life and he let money issues. And that's the number one thing that keeps people out of full time ministry. I keep giving the statistics about more than 50 percent of the pastors who are already ordained ministers want to leave full time ministry, but they cannot find a way to get money to come to them separate from that. God has a separate economic kingdom. And when you give up all and follow God, he begins to manifest that to you. He can take care of you. He taking good care of me. Double my income in the last two months. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It took me 28 years to get there. But guess what? It's been going up every year, every year that I have existed. The blessings financially that have come on my life for my maintenance and, you know, he said he would meet all your needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Well, that's good. But not only meet all your needs, he'll begin to give you your wants. I'm into the want area now. I don't even think about my bills getting paid. My wife says she want to do something. I said, here it is, baby. Go. It's, it's here. It's there. Go do it. I'm a financial advisor, so I handle the finances in my house. And my wife is well-equipped and about to be more well-equipped with a house. We were looking at houses today out of Long Beach. Oh, my God. $2.1 million. Beautiful. Somebody said, well, why are you? You, you, do, you like the rich young rule? No, I done already gave up all and followed him 28 years ago. Somebody said, well, Jesus didn't have a house. He only stayed here until he was 33 and a half years old. Keep reading, baby. Verse 23. Then said Jesus unto the disciples, Verily I say unto you that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again I say unto you, It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. When his disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, who then can be saved? But Jesus beheld them and said unto, unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. But with God all things are possible. You can come into full-time ministry, learn how to assimilate kingdom finances to get your needs met, and when you work on a job, that's all you're doing every day anyway is getting your needs met. That's it. You're, not, you're never going to be wealthy working for somebody else. You have to come out of the king, the world system of Egypt, and you have to come into a place where God is the author. He is the, the source of your money. He determines how much seeds you have. And then the sower comes into existence, and that is you. Are you going to do with the money what he told you to do with it? And you got 90% of the Christians right now will not even give a complete 10. With Man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Right now, I'm making an altar call. If you have never received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, repeat after me. This is Apostle and Prophet Chris Ward. Say, Father, I believe in the death, 
burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ for my sins. I love you, Lord. I believe I receive you as my Lord and Savior right now. I believe in your death, burial, and resurrection. I'm asking for you to come into my heart to live. I'm asking for you to show me, give me visions and dreams, and show me what it is you need, that I need to do to be totally pleasing to you, to receive eternal life. And your mission and your purpose is in there. If you ask that, fill me with the Holy Spirit and show me how to live. For you, 100%. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If you pray that prayer for the first time, call me at 424-261-3208. And I will send you, we'll send you a, a, a beginner's package for newborn Christians. And we'll go from there. Uh, and then I'll send you something back. And we want you to look at me. on. I want, I'm on YouTube every Saturday morning at 9.30 a.m., on the Voice of Dominion broadcast, I want you to go there and I want you to subscribe. Hit the subscribe button and share it. There's a little arrow there to share with all your family and friends and ask them to subscribe because we're getting ready to do a global apostolic ministerial network. Okay, we're getting ready to do some stuff for ministers. We love you with the love of the Lord. This is the Possum Prophet, Chris Ward. Thank you so much.